And welcome back to The Breakdown. I'm Luke. And I'm Kurt. What a great day to be here, huh? Yes, it is. It's a nice, hot, summery day. Woo! We don't, uh, well, at least when we're recording, it is. So <laughs> we, <laughs> we haven't had a lot of these lately, and I hope that we continue because it has been wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big fan of summer. I know. And you guys can't see it, but Kurt just looks so fancy. <laughs> He looks like he stepped off of his yacht down in Newport. I did actually. Just um, get actually, off we're going to be going there right after this. Right? You're giving away secrets, man. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, I, uh, I've been called monochromatic today, which I, I loved. I, I'm not fully sure I understand what that is, but it sounds good. I've been called worse. So I'll take monochromatic. <laughs> I'll take monochromatic. Sounds good to me. Uh, so thanks, Haley. And I love it. I think it has something to do with the, the, the singular color I'm wearing. Oh, it looks fantastic. Awful. So between that and the yacht, I'm I'm game. I'm ready. Mm. The Lord has it. I think you even said, "Hey, Kurt, yeah. you're gonna get a yacht someday. Someday, even if it's in eternity." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in eternity, you'll have more time to enjoy it. This is true. Right? This is true. Yeah. That's where the that's where all the uh, the treasures should be. So. And you'll be you'll be perfectly resurrected. <laughs> no sin nature. You won't have to worry about getting you know letting it get to your head. It's awesome. That's that's the best time. I know. It's great. <laughs> Let's have all those treasures up there in heaven. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Uh, it was such a, a wonderful Sunday to gather and, uh, and just to worship together. It's been really cool. Um, I know my wife and I and the kids, we get in the car and we talk throughout the week. It just, we love being a part of this church, man. We love yeah. the church family. We love that we grow together. In fact, as we were leaving this past Sunday, my son, Noah, just looked over. He said, Dad, I love our church family. And there, there's such a connection here. It is. Yeah. And I hope that uh, we're experiencing that in our greenhouse as we're growing and spending time with one another. We all know it's fast paced on a Sunday, you mm-hmm. know, but greenhouse, hopefully we're, we're settling into grooves with one yeah. another and connecting. 100%. I think it's also important um, you know, when we come in here. Take a time and and really just look around and see what's happening. There's so much happening yeah, on a agreed. Sunday. And if you just get into like, you know, you get get your blinders on and just focusing on what you have to do, like getting to your seat, yep. doing worship, the message, and then getting out, you really miss a lot of the other, you know, taking notice of all the other ministries that's going on with the kids, um, the coffee shop. There's a there's so many and the conversations that people are having with one another. That's also part of ministry. That's part of us growing. Mm. So Stop and look around. Yeah, stop and smell the roses, like the old mm. saying goes. And you, you, you were even called out to share your testimony from traveling to Iraq last year, or, oh, or yeah, earlier this yeah, year, earlier yeah. this year. So uh, the the fourth and fifth grade class. I love uh, that class. Yeah, they, That's so fun. It was so they they are great. Yes, they are. They were very attentive. Um, so if any of you guys are parents of those in the fourth and fifth Thank grade you. class, um, they were very attentive mm. and they uh, had a lot of questions. Um, and I think it really impacted them, which was really, really cool. I believe so. Yeah. So as a parent of a fourth grader, I will say thank you. That's oh, awesome. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad you were there. You know, Luke, it really is a tremendous thing. And that happens to work into what Pastor Zach was saying on Sunday. 20 to 25% of our population at the church has always been and still is children. Yeah. And I think it's such a rich, it's such a, a beautiful picture to walk in and see kids everywhere. Mm-hmm. I love it. Absolutely. Like, this is the way it should yeah. be. Jesus said, let the children come to me. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to keep them back and keep them away. And Well, no, because we, we have to keep them in mind because <laughs> that's what's coming up after us. Yeah. Um, you know, as much as we might want to think that time is stopping mm-hmm. and things will be like this for years, it will not be so. No. Um, even next year is going to be different than this year. That's right. So we always have to live 
um, and work and invest in people and ministry with that in mind that we are here for a moment and we want to ensure that the work of God gets stewarded as, as, um, as time passes. That's so good. And, and, you know, that comes into play with the King's Academy and all the stuff we've been talking about. And I have to say, I was having this conversation about parenting with a friend. And I really feel that our responsibility as parents, because some people have come from the culture where they've kind of really had their, quote, religion or this concept of a, a walk of faith kind of had it forced on them. Right, like a childhood. system. Like yeah. a system. Formulaic, yeah. systematic. Yeah. And what I really have a sense of as a father is that I'm supposed to set the stage and mm. these children are going to have an encounter with Jesus. That's been my prayer. That's how I have felt the Lord has right. led me. There are some absolute staples that we we bring home. We have all the time in our home. We have in our church communication um, with our children. Right. But then the, the, the long and short of it is I'm not forcing anything. I'm allowing conversation. I'm fostering growth. Right. I'm setting yes. the stage. And yes. I've watched Jesus encounter my children. I've watched him Amen. go yeah. after them. So. Exactly. And, and you know, our, one of our values is that we are a spiritual family. Yes. So going off of that, this is our spiritual home Yes. for the time being. And yep. I think it's really important and, and it ties in with the message Yes, it does. that this is a home. Mm. It's not just a building. Um, it's not just, a, you know, God, cause God does not God didn't care about a temple. Mm. Like David wanted to build God a temple, yep. right? Yep. But, um, you know, you know, he's like, David's like, why, why should, why should I have this palace? Yeah. But then you, you know, you, God, you, you, you live in a tent. Mm -hmm. Right. And so he, he builds God a temple and, and the, well, Solomon gets to do it. Um, but it's, it's not about that. It's about, this is, you know, this is a home for us. Yeah. Um, and a place for us to grow together. And then it mirrors what God wants to do inside of each of us. Absolutely. And, and I think it's a small, I'm going to say this, a microcosm of heaven. Like yes, when we start getting exactly. into this church environment, right. this is a small picture of what we're going to experience in eternity. We're gathering together for corporate worship. We're, we're using our giftings here on earth. There, it's all going to be real. It's all going to be made mm -hmm. known. But right now... We're knowing in part and we're prophesying in part and we're right. practicing together. Right. And, and right down to, I'm so glad I grew up in a culture where I was surrounded by kids. I'm glad that my children are growing up in a culture where they're surrounded by other believers and we're all parenting together. Luke, mm -hmm. it really does take a village mm -hmm. to raise yes. a child. And I'm does. so glad yep. that my kids have the, the kids, uh, kids, uh, what do we even call it? Kids church. Thank you. I'm like yeah. kids church. <laughs> his I know kids. I, his kids. Thank you. Okay. Yep. His kids, King's Academy, the church yes. service, like friends and family. We're all around helping each other. It's a beautiful mm -hmm. thing. And that doesn't just end as we get older. This right. is the greenhouse that we're walking into. This is the small group that we're a part mm -hmm. of. This is the school of the spirit. Like it's happening in these environments mm. on the teams that we serve in, which is why we need to have that submission one to another that we be willing right. to learn from each other. Mm -hmm. And that, that unity of the body. There you go. You know, uh, Paul talks about preserving the unity in the bond of peace. There you go. So, you know, and Jesus did a lot of teaching and Paul does a lot of teaching on how to handle conflict. Mm -hmm. And we have to work through that. That's so good. You basically just taught my class today. That's oh, awesome. awesome. I love it. You just nailed it. So anyone who was at class knows you're, exact, you're saying the exact same thing. So Pastor Zach, bringing us on this Mother's Day. First of all, love the moms. So grateful to celebrate baby dedications on Mother's Day. That mm. was awesome. Cool. We got baptisms this upcoming mm. Sunday. 
So I believe you could still reach out if you want to. So get onto our website, hbc.church. We'd love to have you make that connection. It really is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. So we get that coming up this Sunday, but uh, Mother's Day, tell me real quick, what do we do for mom? What do we do for mom? Yeah, what did you do? Did you guys what did do? I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, on Friday, I put my mom on an airplane. What? Yeah, she's, she's going back to Portugal for six weeks. What? Are you so, for real? Yes, yeah, yeah. So wow. I, I got to drop her off. Um, she's there. She's having a really good time seeing friends that she hasn't seen in a long time. Your mom's from Portugal. She's from Portugal. The Azores? Yes. Or? No, the mainland. The mainland, yeah. okay. So she's over there. Um, but yeah, it was really it was really special getting to drop her off. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, I was driving away, and I was thinking, like, wow, this is one of the only things in my entire life that she's done that is really just for her. Wow, because everything that she does is so selfless for our family. Like most moms, and mm-hmm. yeah. So it's really cool. You know, we're all grown, <laughs> so she is getting to, um, you know, get recharged with the Lord and Praise with her God. friends. It's really cool. Praise God. So. That's really wonderful. It really was a beautiful time on Sunday to celebrate the moms. I, I feel as though I may have put some undue pressure on some families, and I do apologize. I kind of went around asking different families what they're doing, and, you know, you get varying responses, and I'm like, oh, I just, whatever. Are we celebrating mom today? That's all. Like, you know, it doesn't, but however you want to do that's fine. So yeah. I do apologize if I put some undue pressure, but just have fun, celebrate, whatever, who cares, you know? Yeah. So this brings us full circle to Pastor Zach having us in Mark chapter 3. And really this whole concept of satisfying to occupy, from satisfying to occupying, mm-hmm. you know, and understanding the concept of, am I just looking at Jesus? Am I just looking at this relationship with God as something to just produce some type of satisfaction in my soul or, or need in my life? Right. Or, or like I, a sticker that you just, that we place on things to yeah. now make it okay. Or- yeah. Or am I really inviting him in to occupy within my life and within my heart? Mm -hmm. And so as we study these passages out, um, you you kind of said this earlier that, you know, God, God's presence, we're we're in a home right here. Right. And God's presence should be at home in our hearts and our lives. Yes. And and this is really cool because I, I was thinking as I was sitting there reclining on the front row, I'm like, wow, Pastor Zach is literally saying right now, hey. What do you do in your home? You know, you kind of change your clothes. You get the Mr. Rogers moment. You take mm-hmm. off the sneakers. Mm-hmm. You put on the slippers or the sandals. You get your house there's robe on. There's a settling in. There's a settling. Yes. And then there's a yeah. kick the feet up, you right. know? Relax. Right. right. And I think that question would be the very first thing before we get into some of the heavier, weightier matters from Sunday. The first thing is, is there space in our lives and in our hearts for Jesus to really have his home in us? Have we made that space available? Right. And I think even the, the fundamental question is, you know, if we, if we have um, commit, surrendered to Jesus as our Savior, mm. then he, is, he has made his home with us. Yes. But are we living from that truth? Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? Because yep. there is a participation that we play in this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because we, we have to cooperate with the work that he wants to do in us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as we look through some of these passages here, again, you know, if you weren't following along on Sunday, Pastor Zach, who has typically been in the New American Standard Bible, um, has periodically been going to the New Living Translation. So it's actually been really cool. I've been in my own study on New Living Translation. I read it back in college and 
I've been on it again. And I, I often encourage our students. I like it. Yeah. In the School of the Spirit, we encourage everybody, don't be afraid of some of these Bible translations, mm-hmm. you know, that you got the King James only camp. And I read it. I, I do it. I go through it. And a lot of my memorization of what I've meditated on over the years is New King James. Mm-hmm. But when I want to understand a bigger picture concept and, and a theme yeah. line, I'm able to get the story mm-hmm. by reading some of the New Living Translation. So Pastor Zach bringing us over in, you know, Mark chapter three in these passages here, some of the stuff that uh, just comes up, we look at Jesus coming to this place of home and he's settling in and, and, and they're, they're not even having the opportunity to break bread like they want to. And all these different matters are pressing in around him and people are pressing in around him. And then we have this, this concept kicked up. There's been a lot of dialogue I've had with, uh, with some people here over the past couple of days, just about some of the weightier things that Pastor yeah. Zach was bringing forward on Sunday about what does it really mean to blaspheme the Holy yeah. Spirit? Yeah. And, and some of these real heavy concepts, which mm-hmm. I know, Luke, you know, we can... We can sometimes be a bit afraid of and, and really need to understand what Jesus is communicating. Right. And that's why I think it's really important to remember that it is the kindness of God that draws us to repentance. So um, if you are feeling condemned or fearful, understand that God is kind and loves you and he's drawing, he's drawing you in. Yeah. Um, so in that process, you know, work those feelings out with, with the Lord, but understand that he is walking you through. He's the good shepherd. Yeah. So in, the, in this journey of sorting this stuff out, he's walking with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the whole idea is he wants to make his home in you. That's it. Okay. Um, and if you are even the tiniest bit concerned, I would say you probably have not blasphemed the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yes. When I, when I was a youth pastor, there was this big move, a bunch of kids getting online. This is like the early days of all these vines and videos that are different now, but they were getting online and they're like, oh, I blaspheme you, Holy Spirit. And they, they, they think, but they, that's, yeah. not, that's not working. That's not it, it's as weird and as crazy and as demonic as that is. It's not what Jesus is talking about. Right. It, it clearly says in the scripture here that he said this because they were saying he was doing this by the work of Satan. So right. when we look at a work of God, healing the sick, raising the dead, all these mi- miracles that Jesus was doing, when we look at that and we're saying, oh, he cast out demons by the power of demons. Right. You know, no, this is where Jesus says a kingdom. You know, I, most people think it was Abraham Lincoln, but it wasn't. No. It was Jesus. Yeah, was, yep. That a house divided against itself cannot stand. Right. Praise God that our, right. one of our presidents had the ability to echo it. Yeah. But it was Jesus. Oh, yeah. And, and, and we also have to remember, Jesus is talking to the religious leaders. Yes. That they followed every aspect of his ministry. Mm. Um, they're standing around. They're watching everything. Yeah. And they had the scriptures. So these are, and you know, they are the house of Israel. They are the leaders of the house of Israel. They, so they knew the scriptures. They, that was their job. Yeah. And they knew them even better than I would say Christians today know their Bible. Yeah. Like, they memorized everything. Yep. That's all they did. Um, so if they, if they had been allowing the God to um, work in their hearts, they should have recognized Boom. Jesus Boom. as being from God. Yep. But they didn't. Yeah. Or if they did, which we don't know, but there was something in their hearts that they're like, I don't want to receive this. Yeah. There's a block. There's a, a disbelief, yeah. an unbelief. Yeah. And so I, I think what I, what I want to say, because when I break this down, when I'm looking at this here, and again, if you want to follow along in the passage, Pastor Zach had us reading in Mark chapter three, um, the, the, the crux of where we were really studying was from verse 20 uh, down into 
28. In this passage here, Jesus says, if a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand, verse 24. In verse 25, and if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but has an end. And then we get into, no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man, and then he can plunder his house. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm just going to keep reading here. Verse yeah, 28, assuredly, I say, all sins will be forgiven the sons of men and whatever blasphemies they may utter. But he who blasphemes the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is subject to eternal condemnation. Now, mm. most people stop there. But the scripture says in verse 30, because they said he has an unclean spirit. Right. So they are looking at him doing these works and they're equating the work of God for the mm-hmm. work of Satan. Right. And I really look at this and I, I see kind of the continuance in this stubbornness. Mm-hmm. This is not like, this is not somebody who's unsure of, right. oh, I'm not sure. Is that the Lord? I need mm-hmm. to kind of do some study. I need to right. walk this out. Mm-hmm. I need to really see. Correct. This is an obstinance. This is a stubbornness from those who have studied yes, the law exactly. and the prophets. Yes. And they're demonizing the right. son of God. Right. Now, right. I even look at it this way. My mind immediately jumped to Acts chapter 2 when the Spirit is poured out on the day of Pentecost and Peter preaches this sermon. And now these same people, these religious people are saying, okay, what do we have to do to be saved? Well, Peter just says, repent. Mm-hmm. So even, even here, if these people on the back end heard the truth of the gospel on that day of Pentecost, there's still room and time for repentance. Right. It's the continuance and oh, that yes. obstinance yeah. and that stubbornness. Right, right. It's, exactly. It's not like this one and done. Oh my goodness, I was unsure that that was God. And now <gasps> I've really blasphemed good. the Holy yeah, Spirit. Exactly. No. No, this is a continual right. heart. Because what does the Bible say? Is appointed man once to, once to die, and then after that is the judgment. Yeah. 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 So it's really important to understand that, hey, if like you said, Luke, earlier, if you're like on the fence about some things or you're, you're confused about some things, hey, is, is that really the Spirit? I know that there's a lot of dialogue even among our church members. Right. Hey, you know, how does the spirit move today? Now, Pastor right. Zach will say we're a Pentecostal church. I believe we're a Pentecostal right. church. What does that mean? We believe that the Holy Spirit is the active agent working these spiritual gifts among the believers today. Right, right. So yeah. if that's happening mm-hmm. and we are yielding to that, yeah, there's going to be some, some right. differences right. in how we see yeah. that happening. Yep. I just, for me, I just, as far as blaspheming the Holy Spirit, I really feel like it has it really is it's helpful to narrow it down to salvation mm. and our openness to Jesus and his work that he wants to do in us. That's good. Breathe that out a little bit. So expound on that. Tell me what um, you're saying. Well, you know, because that we are saved by, you know, confessing the name of Jesus. Yeah. Um, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Yeah. That is all that it takes to be saved. That's right. And then, you know, as we walk with the Lord and he works in us, there are these other issues or or different ways that God moves in us that gets that get teased out. Mm. Um, so I feel like as far as dealing with those differences, because again, remember we're all wired differently. Yep, that's Not true. everyone is going to have the same spiritual gifts. Yeah. Now I think we are biased naturally in our flesh towards people who have the same types of spiritual gifts that we do. Yeah, we gather together. Right? Yeah. So we, <laughs> so now we're dealing with like a whole other thing yeah. where it's unity and openness. 
for how the spirit of God moves and is active today. Mm. Um, and that is, you know, we we walk together and we are supposed to walk in love and preserve that unity of spirit in the bond of peace. That's right. But who brought us peace? It's mm-hmm. Jesus through his blood. So again, we come back to that same bond that really ties everything together. It's not a bond based on someone's doctrine on tongues. Yeah. It's the bond of Jesus's death on the cross for our sins. And that's what makes us one with him and with each other. That's so good, Luke. I think that's really important because I think we can so easily jump to, this is Jesus talking before the cross. He obviously knows the cross is coming. We know the cross is coming. We have the scriptures to show us. But to the group that he was communicating, this was not like day of Pentecost spirit works. This was salvation. This was, hey, you're you're subjecting yourself to eternal condemnation by rejecting this work of God that I have come to bring, that Jesus, Messiah, Mm -hmm. has come to bring. And this is Mark, but in one of the other gospels, he says, even that which you speak against a son of man will be forgiven. Mm -hmm. You know, so there is room for those things. It's, this is beautiful what you're bringing up here that we have to lean into this is before the cross. This is before the Holy Spirit is poured out on all flesh on the day of Pentecost. So this is not about these spiritual gift issues so much as it is. I think right now my mind just went mm. to that uh, Golgotha, to that, that place where those three crosses are there. And you can see the one thief who recognizes the Son of God being crucified and the other thief who's still there blaspheming. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. It's like, okay, yes. this is right there. It's yes. exactly what's going That's on. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yeah. And then as far as those other, you know, non-essential issues, yeah. I would say it's, we need to look at the fruit. Mm. So if something is of God, there's going to be good fruit associated good. with it. That's good. You know, test the fruit. You'll know them by their fruits. Yeah. Jesus is already laying down the groundwork for that too. Yeah. And I do want to say this. That's an excellent point, Luke. I do want to say this because I know that some of you are using the breakdown for your greenhouse. You're using the, the Sunday service and podcasts for your greenhouse dialogue. It's really important in our greenhouses to make sure that we are, you, you've been preaching Ephesians 4 this whole time, endeavoring to keep the spirit of unity in the bond of peace. I mean, that's Ephesians 3 right there. You've been saying it the whole time. That really has to be our focus as we're gathering together with the body, we're not looking for ways to divide doctrinally no, and theologically. Or correct. Or, or join people to my camp. Versus yeah. your, it's not about that. We're looking for ways yeah. to actually endeavor, Paul says, to keep the spirit correct. of unity. Yes. Unity in the spirit and yeah. the bond of peace. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Christ is the one who gave us that peace. Now we know, we know, you know, Jesus also said, hey, I didn't come to bring peace. He's talking about peace on earth. He came to bring a sword. Just Jesus coming and those choosing him is going to cause division. But on these doctrinal matters where Mm -hmm. we're splitting hairs a lot of the time, we really have to understand the times that we're living in. Mm -hmm. It's short. Mm -hmm. It's short. And I believe that if Jesus is coming for a unified bride, then I need to be a part of that mm-hmm. unity right. and not the envy, strife, exactly. and division. And, you know, and Pastor Zach brought that up. Like yep. when he was talking about division in the church, he wasn't talking specifically about our church. Mm-hmm. He's talking about the, the broad church, like yes. the big C church yep. around, around the world. And, you know, as, as the time of the end draws nearer, it's really, and as days get more difficult, it's really important that we um, stay bonded together with other believers yes. who claim Jesus as their savior. Yeah. Yeah. That, and remember, that's, that's where it starts. Mm. That's where it starts. And then we go back to the Bible and we work out from there. 
the bond of peace is comes it stems from salvation yeah that's good that's really awesome so i'm going to play a little semantical game with you here savior Go for it. and lord so okay. jesus is my lord right because some people would say like it's not just my savior he's my lord he's my lord which is what <laughs> i'm being a yes. little tongue-in-cheek with yes. you here but which is what Who pat- makes his home in me that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah obviously the one who saved you and is making his home but you know you bring up some really good points luke because if I think what Jesus was communicating, and later on he says to these, these mm. scribes and these Pharisees, you're of your father, the devil. Right. So they're not even leaning into the spirit of God no. at this point. And the point for us would be, the takeaway, one of the takeaways is, if Jesus is at home in my heart and taking up mm-hmm. residence, and yeah. he's my savior and he's my Lord, yep. then I'm going to be able to agree with what I'm seeing right. his work is doing. Exactly. And now he becomes the master of your house. Yes. So he's in charge. Yes. Which then leads us into how we walk in authority. Because yep. for go. us to walk in the authority of Christ, I have to be under the authority That's of Christ. Right. That's right. It's not like me and Jesus as a team. Mm-mm. It's no, I'm under Jesus. Like Jesus is the master of my house. He's made his home inside of me. So when I go, when we go forward and we, you know, if if we're casting out demons or or we are praying for people and we're 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 battling in spiritual warfare or or doing anything that Jesus has called us to do, yeah, the authority that we walk in is really Him through That's us. It. That's it. Okay. So when you say in Jesus' name, it's not. Like, oh, this is the magic word that's going to make what I want to do happen. It's mm. no, Jesus is calling you to do this. He's moving through you. Yeah. And that's his authority. That's it. That's it. So enter this point of the seven sons of yeah. Sceva, who said, who literally the demon said, Paul, I know, and Jesus, I know. But, but who are you? Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> what does that tell us? It's the same thing. It's the same thing you and I have talked about on this podcast before. It's the same thing as Jesus saying. Many will come to me in that Mm -hmm. day and say, Lord, Lord, did we not cast out demons in your name? Do we not do these mighty works in your name? And what does Jesus say? Depart from me. I never knew you. Mm. It is about relationship. It is not about power. The name of Jesus is so powerful. Yes. It's going to work. Yes. (laughs) Well, no, we, in my, in my class last night, one of, one of the students, she was talking about how in her past, she was very much into the occult. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and she just remembered one time she was reading the name of Jesus and she's just like, I just felt so much peace every time I would mm. read that name or mm. say that name yeah. because there is power There's in the power name in of the Jesus. Name. It, it is recognized in the spirit realm. That's right. So this is really serious. And like what Jesus is saying about, you know, some of you are going to say that you did all this stuff in my name because there, it can make things happen. It sure can. But you can, just because things are happening doesn't mean you're part of it. Mm. And that is the point that Pastor Zach had to start with on Sunday. Does Jesus really have right. a home inside of our lives? Does he know us? You know, and Luke, in, in this season of my life, and I understand I'm still young, but in this season of my life, you know, going through these period of years, what I have really enjoyed is everything else. And I'm not saying it flippantly. I've finally realized everything else can go. Mm-hmm. Everything else can go. And yet what I know I have to bank on no matter what is this intimacy with Jesus, this yes. connection yeah. that he and I have. I feel so safe in his arms. We meet, we talk, he teaches me, mm-hmm. he leads me. Yep. And it doesn't matter where I'm going, I know he's with me. And I, I really believe that what God is moving and what he's stirring in, if we could just look at the bigger picture here, he's bringing his bride to a place of intimacy and relationship. Mm. And it's not just about these many mighty works and miracles and all these great things that, no. yes, 
they will always follow those who right, believe. Exactly. It's, it's gonna yeah. happen. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I always think of like miracles and signs and wonders. It's it's the ripple effect of like Jesus jumping into the pool or, or you know, like oh that's you cool. Know, it's Jesus like, doing his right, uh his right, right. cannonball. Event, yeah, Jesus <laughs> showed up, right? So then <laughs> and some people get really wet and other people it's not as wet, but Jesus is here. Yeah, that's so, <laughs> so good. That's so good. And even under- it's, it's probably a flawed illustration, but no, it's, it's just, it's just a like way it. of thinking Who cares? about it. Jesus yeah. can do a cannonball yeah. anytime. Yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah. You talk a little bit about uh, just a few moments ago, you were talking about the authority, which is really important. And we have this, yes. this interesting place of we are in and under authority, which is why it's not about power. Right. So, no. so yes, there's power so, in the name of Jesus. Right. The spirit world identifies and mm-hmm. recognize because they were there. Right. They know what happened mm-hmm. when Jesus was crucified mm-hmm. and they saw it all in the spirit take place when Jesus got the keys back. So yep. they know the name of Jesus yep. and they know it's transcendent authority. We are in, in, in our envy, strife and division. We kind of settle into this place of power mm-hmm. and we think it's about power. And really it's about, we can have a greater impact when we come under the authority of Jesus and start operating right. in his authority. Yes. Because you know, Jesus is the vine, we're the branches. That's so it. we, if we are in him, we are connected to That's him. It. So it's still the same growth power and authority that flows through us, yep. right? Because apart it. from him, I'd be dead. That's it. But we bear much fruit yes. as we stay connected yes. to the vine. Right. Which brings us back to last week when you preached. Yes. That's so awesome. Yeah. That is so cool. Man, God is so good. And that's what we're seeing this theme that mm-hmm. I sense the Lord is really taking us. Somewhere, there's yeah. somewhere oh, that 100%. the Father wants us to get yes. to, and we just got to stay connected. And that's a good work I, word I think you've had, maybe unintentionally, prophetically this afternoon, is how important it is to endeavor Ephesians three to keep that mm. spirit of unity, that unity in the spirit and the bond of peace. Yeah, mm. that's I agree. awesome. I agree. Any closing remarks? No, no. We're it's excited good. for what's happening next. I know. Awesome. Let's see. All right. Well, listen, we'll close out with some prayer today. And uh, I guess I'll pray. Yeah. Well, Father, we thank you for the time that we've had to dialogue about this message. And we understand that a kingdom and a house divided against itself cannot stand. And that means that we have to understand that Jesus is still the only way, the truth, and the life, and that nobody comes to the Father except through him. And when we understand and we profess Jesus as Lord, we get the fact that we're professing he is Lord by the Spirit of God inside of us, because nobody can say Jesus is Lord except that the Spirit inside confess that and give that utterance. So we honor you today. We bless you. Lord, I pray in these areas. Luke and I pray together in these areas where there have been challenge over theology and doctrine and some of this envy, strife, and division. The enemy just loves to spin webs and kick up a bunch of dust around us. Help us to really keep that unity in the Spirit and the bond of peace, Lord. We love you and we trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, brother. Well, I'm Luke. And I'm Kurt. And that's The Breakdown. We'll catch you next week. You're giving me up.